Hello and welcome to Movie Nosh with Mike and Josh, where each week we sink our teeth into a different movie feast. Uh, this week we have The Death of Stalin and Mudbound, which is on Netflix, which I'm very excited about talking about. Yeah, um, I did not know what to expect with Mudbound, and it's not normally a genre I go for, but spoiler alert, it kind of blew me away. Mm. So we've got that to look forward to. But first... No, wait... What are you going to say? I was going to say, but first, it's intro, well, music time. Oh, I thought you were going to say Josh's movie news. No, no, no. It's falling apart. No, uh, <laughs> but first, theme tune, theme, theme music. that they wait for every single week Josh's movie news movie news it's movie news it's Josh's movie news cool um, do you I, have any movie news I, well the, the problem is I've been sifting through this week's movie news and every other article is about fucking Justice League and after the review last week I think everybody knows how we feel about that movie well apparently everybody else felt the same because it lost something crazy like 500 million for Warner Brothers mm. 500 million dollars good and they spent some crazy amount on the CGI. Yeah. It was leaked. That'll and teach him. it is rubbish. Was 75% of that CGI budget on Henry Cavill's moustache. They got rid of it, didn't they? Yeah. It's just absolutely bonkers that in this day and age, people will resort to CGIing a moustache <laughs> off than either letting a cast member regrow it, which I'm sure doesn't take that long for Henry Cavill being the macho man he is, or getting a stick on one made. Yeah. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. It must be. I mean, the moustache must be put under quite heavy use in whatever film he's filming. Maybe somebody like grabs it and maybe he rescues somebody by offering his moustache <laughs> off an edge of a cliff or something. Yeah, take my moustache. That would have made. Um, was it Vertical Limit a very different film? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, the one about Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that film. Eight. Oh, oh, that's going to be the Throwback Thursday this week. Vertical Limit. Mm. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let, let's do some actual actual movie news um, there isn't going to be a Zack Schneider version of Justice League apparently if there was it would have been three hours long Jesus Yeah, but, I love how you say long yeah because it definitely would have been long I no, feel like no. it would have been better visually if Zack Schneider had done the whole thing because you look at all these other no. films like Watchmen and the first Batman v Superman I think visually they're very good looking films um, I don't know where it went wrong in the meantime though uh, in other movie news, um, Ben Mendelsohn, who I'm a big fan of, um, who is the guy in Rogue One, what's his name? Has a funny name. He does. We Shit. stand here in the something of my achievements, not yours. Yeah, yeah, he was he was really good though. He would like to play Doctor Von Doom from the Fantastic Four universe. Uh, I don't know why he's saying that. Because somebody probably asked him, would you like yeah, to play? Yeah, and then somehow yeah. it's been turned into a fucking movie news thing. I don't even know why I've said it really. I'm a bit annoyed at myself. But is there any movie news that doesn't relate to superheroes? Let me just scroll a little bit more. Oh, um, no, technically not. But Tom Hardy's going to get absolutely <laughs> massive for the Venom film. That's not a big surprise, really. More superhuman stuff. More superhero stuff. 
Um, Kong Skull news. Skull. Did you see Kong Skull Island, by the way? Yeah. It's fucking trash. I, I don't like remember it. it. Exactly. Like, Tom Hiddleston yeah. and Brie Larson and yeah. John C. Riley. I do remember. Relief. It was just. I do remember Brie Larson. Dog shite. So, um, I think this is my only really happy bit of movie news this week is that there's a new Star Wars trailer where Chewie smacks a porg. The weird little gerbil thing. Yeah, the, the thing that they've obviously placed in there just as a piece of like, this is a bit of merchandise we can ah, sell to kids. It's a new Ewok. But now all they've done is just come up with a new phrase for masturbation, smacking the paw. <laughs> um, I've not seen the trailer, have you? I've not, no, because, I, well, it's got to the point now where there's been so many and every time they bring out a new trailer, it's only slightly it. different. Yeah, you see that. I'm just like, I can't, I can't be bothered. But I think there's, they're sort of playing along the lines more of... Um, Ray potentially oh, being yeah. tutored by Kylo Ren is where they seem to be spoiler alert um, <laughs> not spoiler alert I watched a, a video this week actually on YouTube about like the top 10 fan theories oh yeah um, and one of them is that actually Kylo Ren is a secret agent for Luke Skywalker in um, the First Order is that what it's called? yeah yeah um, but why? what uh, would be the point? I don't know Maybe because everything's gone to shit and um, Big Vagina Head, what's his name? The Hologram Man. You're oh. too hungover to remember anything this week. Yeah, I'm you? struggling, aren't I? Um, <laughs> what's his name? Snood. Snook. Uh, no, Snook. Snook. Snood. Smacking the Snook. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I don't know, maybe he's got too big and that's the other way they can infiltrate. But he had to kill his own fucking dad. It just doesn't, no, I don't, that doesn't sit well with me. Uh, but there's, there's all these other fan theories about like basically they say it's the end of the Jedi because Luke Skywalker now realises that to become a real strong I can't I don't know how I'm going to say this but basically you need a bit of the dark side and a bit of the light side in you to become what they call a grey Jedi which is the most boring title ever for anything um, and that's how you should really walk the path wow yeah that, thus bringing balance to, balance the, force. to the force so that's those fan theories. Like making a cake. I heard. Have you have you seen the um, Poirot film? What murder on the Orient Express? Apparently, they're making a sequel, Death of the Nile. Really? Yeah. I well, I haven't seen the first one. I saw a review by David our Spence. friend Mighty Spence, oh, medium, yeah. saying, um, I think he said he enjoyed it, but just that the other cast members didn't necessarily get much screen time. Yeah, Kenneth Branagh likes himself, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Fancies himself a bit of an actor, does Branagh. Did he direct that film as well? Yeah. Directed and starred, that's just... Yeah, directed by, starred, probably did the theme tune, wrote the theme tune, sing <laughs> the theme tune. Sing the theme tune. Um, apparently Lando Calrissian won't appear in The Last Jedi. I'm bored of this week's movie news. It's been a shit week for movie news. Movie news. Movie news is, there is no movie news. <laughs> yeah. It's a false alarm. Yeah. Go we... back to your offices. Um... There is a movie that I want to see soon, though, called The Shape of Water. Oh, is that... That's not Luke Besson, is it's, it? It's uh, Guillermo del Toro. That's it, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, very excited to see that. Very weird. much that. Um, sort of same kind of vibe as, as all these movies, really. That yeah, kind of yeah. weird mixture of fantasy and reality and, and oddness. Yeah, but it's, very excited. That looks very brave and new and something a bit different and isn't superhero-related. Mm. Um, all right, well, that was, that was Josh's... Movie news. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Slow week. Uh, 
first, let's go right into the Death of Stalin. Yeah, well, I've not seen this one, but you did. I did, I saw it last week. It's very okay. Very okay? Yeah. Really? Okay. Um, it's directed by Armando Inucci, the guy who did The Thick of It, uh, In The Loop, if you've seen... Oh, like political satire style yes, ones. Yeah. Okay, so he's right also, up his street then. Yeah, he also just... Uh, he's, he wrote for uh, Veep, which is like the American version of In The Loop. Yeah, yeah I've seen Veep. Starring, I've never seen it. Um, Sophie and... <laughs> Well, actually, I'm not going to name names of my flatmates, but basically, yeah, my flatmates have seen it and uh, they they really like it. Uh, of course they would. Uh, but it's very good, and it's, it's much in the same vein as that, um, in that it follows a, its political satire, basically, mm. uh, with lots of quick-witted um, retorts and uses of the F-word. Um, stars Jeffrey Tambor, who is in Arrested Development, and he was in that uh, transgender programme as well that was on Amazon. Yes, yeah, he's called? fantastic. It's called um, Trans... Parent or That's transparent, cool. depends on how you want to say it. Yeah, words. Uh, Steve Buscemi's in it, Michael Palin's in it, lovely Michael Palin. Oh, uh, Jason Isaacs, hello to Jason Isaacs. He, uh, he's great in it. I love Jason Isaacs. There's something very, very nice about him. And him with a Yorkshire accent in this is hilarious. Why does he have a Yorkshire accent? Aren't he playing a Russian? Um, Russian yeah, I'm playing Russians. Russians. Yeah, yeah. The thing about the, um, the accents is that uh, Inucci said that he didn't want them to have Russian accents because one... Russian, the, the rhythm of Russian is very, very slow. Uh, so when you're trying to be frantic and, and say witty things quickly, Russian doesn't really work. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. See how slow that was? It took fucking ages for you to get out. Um, but also he didn't want the uh, actors to worry about their accent whilst they're, while they're improving and, and, mm. and bouncing off of each other. Which And, and to be fair, it works. And, it, and uh, in the farcical movie, it's fine. A lot about this, a lot of this film is... Um, once the tone is set and you realise it is farcical, which, I mean, you would know straight away from the trailer, um, you kind of do slink into it and just think, oh, okay, I'll let this take away with me. A lot of the time I had to think, this is this is like pretty heavy uh, source material that they're drawing on. Um, I didn't know I don't know much about the, the death of Stalin, but um did know that he was just you know, a horrible despot and uh, not a very nice man. Mm-hmm. Um, and good, the, use of, good use of despot, by the way. Thanks. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what it means? No, uh, I know it. <laughs> but I don't know what it means. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, the just so the, the story itself is really, really horrible. And what they're dealing with is is some pretty graphic, um, evil things. And what they've done is they've made it made it farcical, absolutely hilarious. And I think it works. The contrast of um, black comedy dealing with very, very, very serious things, mm. indeed. Um, and it works. It works really well. Which of course it does in in the loop and things like that. You know, we're t- we're looking at. Um, on a, on a far lesser scale uh, as Stalin, but we're looking at a, a government that's fucking over the country, mm. and then we see people running around, not knowing what they're doing. Nobody knows what they're doing, but uh, um, it's it's hilarious to see. Uh, and this film does that quite well. Once you put behind you that you know we're dealing with some pretty horrible things. So we want, so Stalin dies quite early on in the film. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and um, they say, well, he's on his deathbed, and um, they're trying to get all the best doctors from around. But just before Stalin um, became ill, he he sends all of the the best doctors away because they're Jewish and he was an anti-Semite, and uh, so there are no good doctors in, yeah. in, uh, around. Um, Is it so that's ironic? funny. Yeah, yeah. So that's funny because it's ironic and, and and all of that. But at the same time, this actually did happen with doctors, yeah. and there were people who were being shot and killed just for being Jewish. Mm. Um, but once you put past that, it's very. It's very easy to just go along with the ride. 
And there are some hilarious moments, actually. I did laugh out loud quite a few times. Mm. Um, but I wouldn't say it's as funny as in the loop. No, sorry, not in the loop. I've not seen that. As um, the thick of it. See, I think... I, I don't know whether I'd struggle with this film, though, because I'm not a massive fan... I understand why, but the thick of it and in the loop is just not my cup of tea at all. Really? Yeah. It's, I, I don't it's know genius. whether it's it's because maybe I've not kind of been in that environment or not been very political in most of my life. Yeah. Um, but partly it's also cringe humour. I find very difficult to watch. Um, uh, although for some reason I find American cringe humour a lot easier than British cringe humour. So like American is. Office, completely fine with UK Office hurts my insides my friends like that as well I think it's, it's just that like it's just heart-wrenchingly cringy isn't it you can't watch and you tense your fists and your mm. face scrunches up yeah that's why I don't watch like I, I tried to watch this year's The Apprentice and just couldn't oh well that's just because that's bad TV that's why that's cause it's I can't remember the last time yeah I can't remember the last time I watched TV mm. it's just rubbish I could quite easily not have actually no I couldn't have not have a TV that's madness but I could quite easily not watch when you say TV, TV you mean like not Netflix yeah, yeah right yeah, yeah. yeah I see what you mean um but there are, there are examples in this of black comedy at its best. You've got Svetlana Stalin who, who's worried for, who's uh, concerned for her own life because of all the things that are going on after the death of her dad. And she's um, she's talking to someone and she puts her head in her hands and she sort of says, oh, I should just shoot myself like mother. Like word, like <laughs> lyrics like that, uh, sorry, lines like that are absolutely hilarious. Yeah. But at the same time, fucking horrible things to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, This is based on a, a play, isn't it? It's based on a graphic novel. Oh, graphic a novel? French graphic novel, yeah. Oh. Um, I don't know how accurate uh, the, the whole portrayal of the characters and things like that uh, is and whether the things that you see in the film did actually happen. I know that there's a, there's a lot of it did happen, mm. um, but quite how it happened, I don't know. Probably yeah. quite a lot of artistic license. Yes, right? yeah, yeah. And did you say there was, was it quite improv, this film? Um, it definitely seems that way. Mm-hmm. But I think this is probably... I don't think this was as as improv as it likes it to make itself look like you know like the shaky hand the shaky camera and things like that it makes it look more amateurish and quick and I don't think it was I think it was rehearsed to to, to perfection things okay. like that. But there are all the cast members are fantastic actually. There's, yeah. there's not one standout um, person who steals the show. Mm. Um, Jason Isaacs is hilarious. Michael Palin's great. His um, his wife gets taken away. Michael Palin plays uh, Molotov, <laughs> and his wife's been taken away by Stalin uh, when he was alive. And um, in order to, you know, secure, save his own life, he basically says she's a traitor. She's a she's a criminal. Uh, never liked her, mm. um, and because he thought she'd been taken away to to be killed. But anyway, she comes back, uh, and as he's saying, "Oh, she's a traitor. Never liked that woman." Um, she comes back in, in into the room, and he's like, "Oh, hi, love," and things like that. And <laughs> it's quite funny how many times he portrays uh, portrays his wife. Like he's just so willing to just throw her to the dogs as, mm. to, in order to um, secure his own. I feel like that's life. how um, that's how he started on pole to pole, isn't it? He yeah, just needed to get away from her. Until he <laughs> <of it. laughs> um, and they're all like that. They're all it, it's it's hilarious watching how they um, try their hardest to secure their own lives, and they're, they're just willing to throw everybody else under the bus and. Mm. Um, Actually, by the end, the, the final act is is pretty dark. It gets yeah. really, uh, yeah, really harrowing. Mm. Um, give it a watch. I liked it not as much as I thought it would. Judging by the trailers and how much I liked in the thick of it and things like that, I thought I'd really, really love it. Mm. But um, I think I'd give it a six. A six? six out of ten. It's funny you say that because you, you're singing your, the the praises of how funny it is. So where do you think it really falls down? <sighs> 
I think it's that it's not funny enough. Okay. It's like a, a six laughs rule that Mark Mode and Mr. Mayo use. What's that? That if it's got more than six laughs, you can sort of count it as a comedy. Oh right, okay. Well, if, yeah. If definitely. it makes you laugh more than six times. Yeah, but it's more like I don't know. I think he's done better work basically. Yeah. This isn't his best. When you say podcast. him, you mean Amando Inucci. Okay. Um, but it's nice to see. You know, everybody seems to be having fun on this film, mm. and it is it is very very silly, but it's not. As good as his silliest work, basically. It's not silly enough. Get not silly, silly damn it! <laughs> yeah, but definitely worth the watch. Don't go to the cinema to watch it. Wait for it to come out on DVD. Yeah. Or Blu-ray. Or other means. Or VHS. That we would never advocate. Or Betamax. <laughs> <coughs> Mini disc, maybe. So it wasn't a visual medium no. at all, so that just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Shut up, Josh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's all right. Six out of ten. Thanks. I would brush that aside. We can talk about what I think is probably one of the most special times of my life this year. Yeah? Yeah. I absolutely loved Mudbound. As did I. And as I mentioned before, did have absolutely no expectations on there at all uh, when originally watching the film. Because for me, most of the time, I'm a fucking nerd and I'm watching sci-fi movies. I'm kind of stuck in a rut in that sense. I need to expand a bit. But... um, I'd heard very brief things about Mudbound. I'd saw the cast, I think was what drew me to the film initially, because it's got a hell of a lot of really big stars in it. You've got Carrie Mulligan. Is it Carrie or Carrie? Carrie. Carrie, yeah. Carrie Mulligan as uh, Laura McAllen. Garrett Hedlund in there. Garrett Hedlund has one of the best voices ever. Like, if he told me to suck him off in his voice, I would do it instantly, <laughs> because it's just, it's fucking velvet gold. It is in this film. He's, his accent's perfect. It's a bit, he's, he's the kid in Tron, isn't he? Yeah, in Tron Legacy, he's, he's, that's where I first saw him. I was like, man, he is handsome. He's a dish, and isn't has he? A fantastic deep baritone. Is, I don't think his voice was that. I don't think his voice was that deep in uh, Tron. Um, don't remember. I think but... it's just I don't know. I know because like my voice is kind of like a medium tone and mostly monotone as well. So I think it's just jealousy that it's uh, such a, uh, a rich sounding voice. Um, Jason Mitchell's in there. Who is Jason? Jason Mitchell. Mitchell you will know. Damn, that's not the website. That's just a screenshot I took. From what's the um, the rap group movie that was NWA? Recently? Yeah, what was the movie called? Straight Outta Compton. Straight Outta Compton. Yeah, so he played Easy E. Oh, did you he? Tell I'm not very good with fucking names, and did I'm not he? a massive rap fan. But um, yeah, no, he was he was like, and he was one of the, the sort of standout performances in that film. But to be fair, in Straight Outta Compton, there was a lot Compton. There was a lot. Of, um, fantastic performances yeah and so that's where I've known him from and he was absolutely fantastic in this he as well they all, they're all great I, yeah couldn't fault one person Jason Clark's in it Jason Clark. he's yeah. terrible in Terminator well I don't know if he's terrible it's just a terrible film um, yeah that's kind of it isn't it uh, you got Rob Morgan from who I mainly know from The Wire oh who's he in The Wire he's um oh shit what's his role he's in he's in one he's in is the he... main gang can't remember what his role is in it is he the dad no, in no, this, no, in this. Uh, oh yeah, he's he's the father of the Jackson family. Um, Jonathan Banks, Mike from Breaking Bad. That's kind of all the main big stars that I've noticed. But when you see a cast like that, how can you not sort of be drawn to a film? Because yeah. it's kind of fucking incredible. So did you did you read up about what it was about first? Or you just no, no, I just kind of went into it. So what is the what's the plot? The, the summary. The summary I shall give you now is um, 
this this is based on a book called Mudbound as well that was released in 2008 did quite well um, basically it's about two families the McAllen family a white family and the Jackson family a black family uh, the McAllen family moved to uh, a farm in Mississippi can you spell Mississippi? M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I see? How did you learn that? I, I learned it backwards as well. I P P A I S S I S S I M. Wow. I know. I what a pointless skill that is. It's one of those things that you do when you're anxious and you just go over things and over things and over things in your head. So. I wouldn't know. Yeah, it's normally lyrics that I get stuck in my head. So if you just suddenly see me, hear me sing Barbie Girl, it's because I'm really fucking stressed. So. Ah. Yeah. Um, so the, the actual full-on synopsis is um, Laura McAllen is trying to raise her children on her husband's Mississippi Delta farm place she finds foreign and frightening. In the midst of the family struggle, two young men return from war to work the land. Jamie McCallum, Laura's brother-in-law, is everything her husband is not. Charming and handsome, but he is haunted by his memories of combat. Ronzel Jackson, eldest son of the black sharecroppers who live on the McCallum farm, now battles the prejudice in the Jim Crow South. Jim Crow South, I should say. I don't know why I say Crow. Um, that is, I, I find it really hard to uh, to summarise the plot of this because it's not like there's just one story running all the way through. There's a few stories, really. There's the story of Laura McAllen, played by Carrie Mulligan, who's been moved to this new place by her husband. Her yeah. husband obviously wants to work there and, and loves it, but she's it's just so foreign to her and, and he doesn't really seem to care or sort of even give a damn about her feelings. Yeah, and she I think she just likes to, she just likes to be wanted. She said, when you're introduced to her, she's a 31-year-old virgin um, and she's got no sort of um, plans to get married or she's got no hopes to get married or, or which in the 40s was, you know, <laughs> every girl's dream. Mm-hmm. So this this guy comes into her life and he shows some affection and she, I think she just likes to be wanted. Yeah, because she says she's, she's, she was made to do the domestic side yeah. of things. She, yeah, she yeah. loves the fact that she can be at home and wait for her husband to come home and have everything ready for him. Yeah, so she just likes she just likes the um, validation basically. Um, and you're not you're not. I don't think that she actually loved him. I think she just liked the idea of him. Yeah, because really, it's all about his brother Jamie McAllen, who's played by the super handsome and very sexually charged voice of Garrett Hedlund. <laughs> very charming. And he is an actor, isn't he? He's normally in plays and stuff, so he's like quite charismatic. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Um, knows his stuff about culture. Yeah. Uh, obviously, when he comes back from war, he's a very different person. But yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then you got on the other side of the oh, uh, as well as the super racist grandfather played by Jonathan Banks, and I, I from Breaking Breaking Bad from thing. Breaking Bad, yeah. And it's one of those things where you just sort of realise the power of a really good actor because everybody loves Jonathan Banks from yeah. Breaking Bad, and you just see him as Mike, and yeah. you're like Mike, grumpy bastard, but cool as fuck. Mm-hmm. And now after watching this film and how much of a bastard he is, isn't it? kind of don't like him yeah. and obviously neither of those characters are actually Jonathan Banks but you cannot help this this film did such an amazing job at creating fleshed out real feeling characters mm. I was so engaged and I really did care for the characters and I, you know, I fell in love with some of them mm. uh, it's, the film's 2 hours and 15 minutes long and I think by about halfway through I I realised that I was beginning to feel pretty strong feelings for these characters that I'd only been made aware of for about an hour yeah um and Mississippi itself feels real. It feels, feels like uh, it's like a character a, in the film. Really, yeah, isn't it? yeah, yeah. It feels like a tough place, and, and it looks it's raining quite a lot of the time, and and they're living on a farm where they they, they need to survive on the land, and they have this there's, there's one a few days where it rains consistently, and it basically ruins their their crop of cotton, which is for a farmer terrible news because they were just about to um, 
basically planting for harvest. Mm. Um, and there's just that, there's just that bleak feeling of of a tough tough life, and everybody's got injuries. Uh, the the Henry McAllen is, I think he went, I, you know, it doesn't say it, but he's definitely got a war wound from maybe the First World War. And he's limping in the film. The dad is old and frail and uh, he's he's got a cane. Mm. Um, the the dad from the Jackson family, Hap. Yeah. He, he uh, falls off ladder and breaks his leg. Yeah, and so everything, everybody's struggling. I mean, they're already in, uh, in well, the, the Jackson family are in poverty. Mm-hmm. And the McAllens, when they arrive, they they get duped out of this home that they were going to have. So they they're not living living in their um, ideal world either. And so they, it just seems like the whole film is everybody struggling. But it but it's in a way that you you really want the characters to to succeed, and you you're right there with them going through it. Um, and it's just I don't know. I really really felt for the characters. I think to me. The performance that absolutely blew me away, I was not expecting, was Mary J. Blige <laughs> as the mother of the Jackson family, Florence Jackson. Just, I had no fucking clue. Uh, I remember looking at the cast as the movie started and I thought, oh, Mary J. Blige is in it. I bet she has like just a cameo role or something. No, she's fantastic. And then, Unrecognisable. Yeah, exactly. You see Florence throughout the movie and she's just a strong character with all this history. Her own mother used to look after a, a white family as well, which is sort of the role she plays in this. Um, and how they still go through it despite having like the really super racist old grandpa in there giving a shit for no reason Um, and I just honestly had no idea it was her and then afterwards I checked I was like I knew she was in this film but I did not realise that that's who she was playing until I saw her afterwards I was like she was completely a different person it was absolutely fucking incredible which is you know that's that's to her credit that she's done that because it's quite easy that you watch it's easily done that you watch these films you know that they're in it like uh, Harry Styles, mm. you identify him straight away and you say, "Oh, yeah. this is Harry Styles playing this character." Whereas I had no idea that was Mary J. Blige until I'd done it. And and to her credit, she's managed to shake off this one persona that she's give, given herself in her life, mm. and managed to you know completely make Florence a real character. Um, and when the the two boys, uh, so it's was it Ransel? Is that his name? Ronzel. Ronzel. Uh, Ronzel mm. Jackson, who's one of the sons uh, of the the Black family. Uh, he goes to war as a tank um, sergeant, and Jamie McAllen comes. They both when they both come back, they they form a friendship, which was very much a no no um, in yeah. the 1940s Mississippi. You you know white people shouldn't be seen hanging around with black people. Yeah, and so there's quite a good battle. You've got this, the the parents of the black family who have obviously lived their life being being treated like second class citizens, and you've got these this young uh, soldier who's gone away, and he feels enlightened, and and as you do as a you know, in mid twenties, you start to think that you know more about the world than you actually do. Mm. Especially if you've if you've done this thing that your parents haven't done, like gone to see the world or yeah. you know do Asia, <laughs> as people do. Um, and he comes back and he's he's got these new ideals and he re, he 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 struggles with how limited where his parents are living, how what they, how limited the views are. Um, and I really felt for him. And there's, there's a point where he comes back and he's just taking stock of his of his, of his life, and he feels frustrated that he he can't uh, live the life that he wants to live. Um, and there's just a, there's a look that uh, he goes out drinking with his with his white friend, mm-hmm. which is a big no-no. And his parents um, looking at each other, and they look knowingly at, at how dangerous it is. And he's mm. just a bit naive to it all. He thinks that he knows what's what's going on. But he really has no idea just how much trouble that he's, he's getting himself yeah, into. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
and the, the film does a very good job at um, you get fed plot points don't you mm-hmm. straight off the bat you're, you're sort of shown the ending yeah so you know what what happens to the characters and then you're sort of hand fed these little clues to piece together the full picture as the film goes on and uh, I mean I think the, the script is perfect I couldn't think of one scene that was uh, no, okay I'd take that back there's one scene that I felt didn't need to be in it and it's a sex scene and it's not gratuitous or anything like that yeah, I think but I know it's, what you mean but I just think that it would have it would have been more powerful if they'd not not included it and you were just um, left to believe that these characters were in love and it's a it's a it's a love that cannot be yeah. Um, and other than that, I think the script is absolute. It's it's genius script writing. This could have been. I can see how. Yeah, I can see how it's a book. This could have been a play. This could have been a radio play. It, it would have worked. Yeah. In every single way. There's just so much character development and time. Oh, yeah, I've never. I don't think I've been exposed to such richly comprised characters as this. Mm. They're, they're, each of them, they're not bog standard characters. Carrie. Uh, Mulligan as as Laura McAllen is is brilliant. She's not a two dimensional female, and neither is um, Florence, the the black mum. Mm. They're 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 fleshed out characters. You know, they're they're not they're complex. They've got different wants at different times, and they're not just there to ser- serve as a, an archetypal character uh, yeah. to drive the story forward. They've they've got their own um, their own results they want to get from each scene, and it's yeah, it's just I thought this was brilliant. Mm. Really, really impressed with everything, and everybody involved with this film can hang their head up high. Yeah, because they've created something that I will be talking about and thinking about for a long, long time. I'm recommending to everybody to go and see as well. Yeah, there's um. So the director was Dee Reese, who I've not really heard of before now, and I've looked at her other films, and none of them I've been exposed to. She's a, a black female director, and she's lesbian as well. So that you know, for wow, it's everything sort of stacked against you in Hollywood <laughs> when you've got that many. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, identities I guess you'd call it um, so she actually co-wrote the screenplay with someone called Virgil Williams so mm. the fact that she's the director of this great movie but also she helped her write it is just a testament because that is absolutely nuts um, but well, it was, it's one of these things because this this isn't the sort of film that Hollywood would normally make like there isn't really what you'd call a massive audience at the minute for sort of um, 40s based mm. Uh, dramas about racial tension and all yeah. that kind of stuff. However, she's made it anyway, and she's done an absolutely amazing job. But apparently, when the film came out, there wasn't really any takers for it. I think Fox were on the cards of potentially going for it, but then they'd made another film about like um, the liberation of slaves. I don't know what it was called, but that had a bit of a, a false start because of some claims against the director and. Uh, and that kind of thing so that was a you know just did get to get going but Netflix came in and took the chance on this and it was the um, what's his name I think his name's Ted or something works at Netflix Ted at Netflix Netflix. yeah Yeah. he's just on the phone waiting for a call (laughs) Um, he came in and this got a standing ovation at Sundance I think it was this movie like a proper standing ovation he came in he he, um, offered for the distribution rights for it 12.5 million apparently that was more than you'd normally get but he just saw like just the absolute potential in this film and it just goes to show that uh, we've reviewed a lot of movies now that we've been doing this podcast and so many of them have just become formulaic fucking bullshit where mm. Hollywood analyses what's doing well and says right superhero movies awesome Fast and Furious gotta work it in <laughs> yeah. um, you know I'll make 50 million of them because they still yeah. keep making money and it just ends up in boring 
shitty cinema. Whereas Netflix are actually the real disruptors in the industry at the minute because they're the only ones Good for willing to take a risk yeah. on something a bit different. and Fresh. It's, it's, it's a bit of an injection that Hollywood needs and I think Amazon are going to be doing the same thing and it's going to change... It's going to really start to help change the way that Hollywood makes movies. I think we'll always still have the same sort of box office bullshit. Yeah. Well, I hope they do. And, and this this um, this film addresses some pretty complicated subjects and then stuff that we don't necessarily like talking about. Mm. Um, loveless marriages, the treatment of women, um, PTSD from PTSD war veterans, from being, yeah, um, racism, slave labour, uh, and it and it <coughs> does it in such a such a fantastic way. Mm. Um, that uh, I mean I'm, I just I just hope that they that Netflix does that more and goes out on a limb and and, and I can see why he maybe offered a bit more because after this film I, f- I fell in love with it. Well, they did say potentially Oscar contender if Mudbound does make the Oscar shortlist, it will be a first for the streaming service giant. And if um, Dee Reese is nominated, she would be only the fifth woman in history of the awards to make the shortlist for best director and the first black woman. Wow. Yeah. Jesus Christ! That's so this this movie could potentially break some ground. I think it would explain why the female characters in this film are so good. Mm. That that's done by um, a female uh, director and and maybe in the book. Well, who's the author for the book? Um, I want to say Barbara or something. I don't I don't have the name written down, unfortunately. Um, but the female characters in this are very very strong, and they're they're they're, they're dynamic. They're complicated. Um, and it's a good representation of women, I think. I think what I found really interesting about this film, as I said, it's like there isn't one really main story that goes throughout of it. It's almost like there are so many stories going on throughout it. There's the the story of um, the horrific way that black people were treated, and probably still are in a lot of parts of America and the world. Um, you know, having to use the back door to leave a shop, and not being able to be friends with a white person, not being able to to sleep with a white person. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's just like a death penalty, basically. So, um, With the KKK. But also you've got the story of the war veterans that come back, which mm. is still the same characters. That's the theme through it. You've got the story of, like you said, um, a, a woman in a loveless marriage, alcoholism. Yeah. Um, it's just, there's so many different things. So, But it's weird at the same time because I'm sort of like, you start the film really focusing on the McCallum family and by the end of it, it becomes more of a focus on the Jackson family and Jamie, to me, Yeah. from the McCallum family. So it's it was weird. In that way, it didn't have the same sort of ABC formula that you normally see, beginning, middle, end. No, it's a proper bloody story. Yeah. Um, and With I, believable characters. It made it very interesting, but almost made felt me left me feeling a bit incomplete on some of the stories. You mentioned the sex scene, and it's almost felt like that story almost got forgotten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And the only other criticism I have about this film is that I did get an hour in, pause it, and well, how long has this got left now? Because it is fairly slow, especially in the first half. However, when I got to the end of it, I appreciated it, because yeah. I was like, I've had so much time and so much character development from all these really fucking fantastic characters that I like the fact that it took like the only problem was halfway through I was feeling a bit like this movie's taken it's it's got down time oh, really? I, I didn't feel that way at all I felt so yeah. engrossed and, and just enthralled by it all um, I could easily have watched another hour of it <laughs> fair enough um, there was there's, I mean there's no no, um, <clears throat> no no standout music to it but there was some chilling you know chilling strings in it and, and the music does a good job at, at 
<clears throat> giving a, a, a it just adds something to 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 the scene that it plays out and some ominous um ominous tones i did i actually i think when i was washing up after i'd watched the film i was like i don't really remember the music yeah. on this it didn't really stand out as much but i think maybe as well that's partly because the actors stood out so much in the story did that you just forget about everything else in a way can i ask actually although we've got to do it in a non-spoilery way I cried watching this film. Yeah, I was just about to ask. And you. I was pretty fucking emotional the entire of the second half. And after the film finished, I rang my girlfriend. I was like, I feel a bit tender right now. <laughs> she's like, Oh, um, but I want to know if I cried at the same points that you cried at because you said you cried three times. I did cry three times. Yeah. Um, so the first <coughs> first time I cried is when um, um, Ransel. Ronzel. Ronzel. Why did I call him Ransel? Uh, Ronzel comes back from the war. That is the point I cried. And he off. sees his dad, and the, just the joy. The, I think it's the fact that there's so much love in this family, and this this, this black family um, have 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 so much uh, love, and they've they've solved what um, the white family, who've got all their mm. all their um, uh, land land. What's the word when you've you've got fucking hungover? Um, <laughs> Like white people, we're very privilege. Privilege. That's the word. Yeah. So the white <laughs> you, you have so much white privilege, you Fucking forgot hell, the word yeah, privilege. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so the black family, even without any of their privilege, without anything, they have got nothing. All they've got is each other, and mm. they have so much love for each other, and they've got so much, um, so much compassion towards each other. And the white family, who've got all their privilege, they've got everything at their disposal. Um, despite still having a difficult life, they're still in a much better position, and, mm. and they they struggle to love each other. They can't. Mm. Um, and watching him be reunited with his dad after I guess it would be four years I don't know how it depends yeah, yeah I mean he they I think he gets drafted into the war pretty much as soon as America entered it two mm. years later I like how um, you, you see the scene where they listen to the radio and then listen to the, the mm. bombing of Pearl Harbor yeah it really sets the scene it's weird because I read something about this film where they're like they didn't want to really set an exact date to it like basically it could be set a hundred years before this film and it would have been the exact same thing but I'm, I'm like I don't agree with that no. because it's obviously set in the second world war yeah 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 um, well, I don't know um, and so this this scene where he, he finally sees his dad I mean he's got so he had to basically survive a war mm. survive racial uh, racial prejudice mm-hmm. um, survive living on a farm like their, their lives are, are not in their own control mm. uh, and so for four years he's been um, basically they thought they wouldn't. They, they wouldn't see his son, their son again. And the hug and the raw emotion that's shown. Yeah. That was the first time I cried. Mm-hmm. Second time I cried. What was the second? Whilst not time? being too spoilery as well. Um. I think that one was fine. No one's going to be upset with us saying about that. Yeah. Second time I cried would, would be too spoilery. We'll yeah. Ignore Basically, that. there's there's, there's you. We will leave this film feeling very raw I think raw with emotion um, I was in I was in bits at the end yeah the last uh, 10 minutes I went through so many emotions uh, I mean I was on the tube watching mm. it and I was full on tears yeah. on the tube at one point I did like this I've never done this before but I covered my mouth whilst crying like, <laughs> I, was, I was proper um, taken aback by what I was seeing and just the fact that this shit did happen mm. um, and it's just born about through such <clears throat> ignorance and it's frustrating to see it because um, when, when you've been through the, you feel like you've gone through uh, the same um, journey that the characters have because you have you've, you know, you've been there with them you've wanted them to do well and then you see what happens 
and it's just so deflating and it's just so unjust and it's and it's really unfair and and it's heartbreaking and i was in i was in absolute bits by the end mm. really was um I, I thought the ending to this film uh the final scene is the most touching end to to a movie i've seen i think ever i properly welled up at that point um and it's absolutely magical mm. i guess um that Don't. wraps it up quite nicely. I think we should give it a pop with them rating, but I'm still not quite certain what I want to give it. <sighs> I think I'm going to give it a 10. Really? I'm going to give it a 10. <laughs> yeah, I am in love with this film, and I am I'm so glad that I've watched it. I feel that, like I, my life has been benefited, and my ability to to feel has been increased by watching this film. I haven't cried three times in a movie ever. No. I am. Um, I I think when we first reviewed Dunkirk, and I was just in love with that film because I love any sort of film that can make me feel emotion, especially emotions I don't get to feel very often, yeah. like sadness, because <laughs> <laughs> my life's so happy and perfect. Um, and this, this really was was the most cliche of um, when I say most cliche, the cliche of an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. I, it just it was fantastic, and it had me hooked. I think I would give it. Um, I would still give it personally an eight point five out of ten, just because, as I said, for me there was a little bit of a pacing issue around halfway through the film, and even sort of like I remember, I think getting into about seventy five percent of the way through yeah. when, it, when I was really getting into it and still thinking, hmm, it's still got half an hour left. I'm quite surprised at that, but that's the only thing that makes me me hold back about it. But. The, the cast performances, the story, everything was fucking fantastic about this. And I'm going to be raving about it to a load of people. Um, so if you do see it and then you see me in real life, please come talk to me about it. <laughs> because I can't just talk to this stuff to Mike all the time. No. No. Maybe I should give it a 9.9 .9 for the, the, the sex scene. But no, no. I mean, I thought this was the script to this film. I'm going to go read the book as well. But this, the script, I think, is a masterpiece. Mm. Because... There is not one word that's said that is needless. There's no exposition. Even the even the the the, the uh, blocking to the scenes and things like that. Every single shot is is with purpose, mm. um, and it's just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Best film I've seen this year, definitely. Yeah, um, it's on fucking Netflix. It's on Netflix. Jesus. Um, Welcome so to 2017. Blew my mind. I've mm. never been so excited about showing people a film I even updated Facebook status on this yeah I've not updated my Facebook <laughs> status in years yeah. and I've, I've um, people just need to see this film it's yeah, fantastic you should have checked in at the same time watching Mudbound on Netflix in Walthamstow um, it's is, it is just a, a, a fantastic fantastic piece of art cool well uh, our recommendation um, Mudbound on Netflix available now go watch it it's better than Blade Runner just don't watch <laughs> it alone because you will need a hug afterwards I'd say watch it alone. Get enthralled. Get involved. Get a duvet. Sit on the sofa. <laughs> have some Maltesers. Great. So let's, um, let's wrap up this episode with a game. A oh. game I haven't got a name to. Oh, what's the what's the game? What's the game? The game is simple. 
Um, I thought this film is, is, is an instant classic and will be talked about for years. I hope so. Um, so I wanted to, to get some great movie quotes and see if you know which film these movie quotes are from. Ooh. I would recommend you keep score. Because, oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's technically 75 movies here, but we'll just keep going until I think 30 years. I'm going to aim for 70 out of 75. If I get more than five <laughs> wrong, I'll be dead. I don't think we're going to get that far. <laughs> but still, if there's a dead, dead easy one, I'm just going to skip it. So. Play along at home. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Which I'm sure you do. What I suggest is don't answer too quickly, because then it gives the listeners a chance to right. have a guess as well. I mean, there's no, danger. there's no danger with that. No, you do all right. You do all right. Okay. What's the name? Um, don't quote me. Um, murder, she quote. That was so poor, I dropped my pen. <laughs> Well, it's my fucking game, so I'm calling it Murder She Quote. Okay, Murder She Quote. So, quote number one, which I think is quite a hard one. I think you've seen this film. I was just about to try and look at your answers. All right, go ahead. Yeah, don't do that. Um, There are no two words in the English language more harmful than good job. Hmm. I wouldn't get this one, even though I've seen the film and fucking love it. Uh, I'm going to guess it's like The Social Network or something like that. Nope, it is Whiplash. Oh. Yeah, have you seen that film? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely I, friggin' love that film. I wasn't too bothered about it. I watched it on the plane and I was at the end I was like, ah! Um, I'm not going to give you E.T. Phone Home because that was way too easy. Yep. Um, this one's quite a tough one as well. Uh, don't point that gun at him. He's an unpaid intern. Is it a comedy? It is a comedy. Um, I'll give you the tough ones. Right. It's really annoying. Some of the tough ones are really tough and the easy, easy ones are really too easy. easy. Don't yeah. point that gun at him. He's an unpaid intern. That sounds like, I don't know, is it not as easy as like the internship or something like that? No, it's uh, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. Never seen it. Have you not? No. Any uh, good? I've only seen half of it. <laughs> or the night of it. There's like only so much, um, what's his name, he makes those films. Wes. Wes Anderson, yeah. I, I can only take so much. Uh, uh, what's, what's The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou? Yeah, it's... Oh, uh, I need to check it out. Yeah, you should do, really. It's What's, what's his name, Stars, isn't it? It's um, Bill Murray. Love him. Yeah. Um, this one's really easy, but I'm sure the listeners at home might not get it. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. That Casablanca? No. Uh, shit. Ridiculous. In the game that you did three weeks ago? The. 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 Gone with the wind. There we go. Jesus. Did you not get the clue then? <laughs> no, I, was, I, was, I thought. There's no time for tromboning. <laughs> It wasn't a trombone. Um, it's illegal in nine countries. Yeah, it's made with bits of real panther. Oh, it's Anchorman. Yeah, I didn't want to do the second bit because I knew it made it too easy. Yeah. I think you were struggling with the first Well, hey, I got one. One point. Um, gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the this war is room. This is the war room. That is Doctor Strangelove. It is. Or how I stopped, uh, learned to stop worrying and love the bomb. Have you seen that film? Yeah, it's great. I have not. Great film. Yeah. Peter Sellers is genius in that. Here's looking at you, kid. Here's looking at you, kid. That is... Surprised you haven't got this quote, to be honest. Casablanca. Yeah, because <laughs> you said it before. Yeah, yeah. Um, Two points. This one, dead easy. He's not the Messiah, he's a very noble boy. It's the life of Brian. It is the, the life of Brian? The life. <laughs> and he grew. Monty Python. Grew, grew and grew. Yes, he grew up to be. <laughs> Um, hey, don't knock masturbation. It's sex with someone I love. Animal House. 
uh, it was said by Woody Harrelson. It's, probably, it's not Woody Harrelson, sorry, Woody, Woody Allen. Allen. It's like one of his most oh, famous quotes. I don't know uh, any Woody Allen films. No, it's um, Annie Hall. Yeah. For anybody at home who's, who's seen that one. Uh, I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice candy. Silence of the Clams. <laughs> it's Silence of the Lambs from 1991. 91. So this one I've heard loads, but I've never seen the film and wouldn't have been able to name it. However, it's, it's just one of those ones that sort of really got into everybody's heads. Um, you don't understand that I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody instead of a bum, which is what I am. Let's face it. West Side Story? It's on the waterfront. Hmm. Which is um, Marlon Brando. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard the quote, but I never knew it from that. Yeah, uh, like, you don't understand, I could have had class, I could have been a contender. I've heard that one before, but yeah. no. I could have been a contender. Um, I'll have what she's having. Oh, it's Meg Ryan in When Harry Met Sally. Well done, yeah. I almost said, um, you've got mail, but... You got mail. It's definitely not enough, though. What else we got? Um, I'm also just a girl standing in front of hmm. a boy, asking him to love her. Is that Notting Hill? It is Notting Hill. I can't believe there's a film called Notting Hill. Oh, yeah. Notting Hill is so far off its own ass, it made a film. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. Is that one in the rain? I don't, you know what, I've not seen it. It just, I mean, is it good? Um, I think it's a tearjerker. Is it? Yeah, it's Hugh Grant fluffing himself. I mean, when you say tears and jerk in the same sentence, <laughs> instantly make me want to watch it. <laughs> um, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take this uh, anymore! This is what we're going to go and see, hopefully, at the National Theatre. Yeah? With Brian Cranston. And it's called? Network. Network, yeah, fucking all over that. I really want to see that. I think the tickets, it's got five stars. The, uh, really? The play, yeah. We need to see if there's actually tickets. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know when they go on sale. I think they're going to be quite expensive. More than that, um, I'm gonna make him an offer I can't refuse. Wow, that's the worst impression. <laughs> uh, that I'm gonna is... make him an offer you can't refuse. I've not bad. seen it, so it's really hard to. You come here. It's difficult, isn't it? Yeah. You come here today. No, I can't do it. On the day of my daughter's wedding. I don't even know if I'm doing a good impression or not because I've not seen the film. You sound more like a tired Homer. <sighs> uh, the Godfather. Oh, hi. Cool. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a lot more to life than being really, really ridiculously really, good looking. Really ridiculously good looking. And I'm kind of finding out what it is. Uh, this is the. This is another 10 out of 10 <coughs> film. Are you kidding me? Zoolander. We have just disagreed massively on a movie. I because I've tried to watch this film at least twice and both times for what a pile of fucking shit. I think it's hilarious. What about the second one? The second one is the biggest part of shit. Yeah. No, I just could not get into it. Will Ferrell is <coughs> so funny in that movie as Mugatti. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend! That's Scarface. Say hello to my little friend! <laughs> it's uh, Scarface. Uh-huh. Uh, we've also got... Uh-huh! Um, well, what if there is no tomorrow? There wasn't one today. Uh, Groundhog Day? Was that a guess? Yeah. Yeah, you were right there. Nice. Kind of guess it from that. I love that film. Yeah, brilliant film. I hate when people just repeat it, but I reckon Groundhog Day is probably a rip off of another story that I just don't know. Probably. You had me at Hello. Maguire. To Jerry? To Jerry Maguire. Toby, Toby Maguire. Maguire. <laughs> Imagine if that was the film. <laughs> <laughs> you talking to me? Are you talking to me? You talking to me? Uh, taxi Driver. Yeah, okay, honestly, there's so many films that I've not seen that I need to see. Uh, I've not seen that either. Have you not? No. That is going to be a review then. Yeah, we should do that. You need to review Taxi Driver. You're going to need a bigger belt? 
Jaws, one of my favourite films of all time, Jaws. Another film I've not seen. <laughs> this is shambolic for um, me, isn't it? I'm so glad I'm not playing this I'm going to give you the, the Blu-ray. You need to watch that. Okay. The, everything about that film is fantastic. The style in that film is great as well. If you watch how they're, they're all dressed, it's all... Everyone's fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. Is it, like, still cool today because fashion's It's like shortage cool, yeah. Shortage like they've all cool. Got, they've all got, like, uh, I don't know, dull colours. It's great. <laughs> Uh, get busy living or get busy dying. Get busy. Oh, I was gonna do this. Get busy living or get busy dying. Uh, is it, it's not Shawshank, is it? Shawshank. 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 It is the Shawshank. It is the Shawshank. Yeah, well done. Fucking hell. That's uh, Morgan Freeman, is it? Mhm. Um, I know what you're thinking. Did he fire six shots or only five? Uh, it's dirty Harry. It is dirty Harry. You have a. You're so good at these games. It's frustrating. I don't know why. <laughs> She's got this fantastic ability to remember. To recall. Well, yeah. Trivial stuff. But that's quite a famous quote. Mm-hmm. you got to ask yourself one question. Are you feeling lucky? Um, I yeah. love the smell of napalm in the morning. Is that Apocalypse Now? It smells now? like victory. It is Apocalypse Now. These go to 11. Have you seen Apocalypse Now? Yes. Um, have you seen old young Lawrence Fishburne, is it? I didn't know Lawrence Fishburne was it. That's how I, young I think I watched the podcast now about four years ago at least. Uh, give it a watch. It's crazy. Mm. Uh, no, is. Uh, these go to the spinal. This is Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap. Another film I've not seen. Fantastic movie. If you build it, he will come. If you build it, he will come. Why do I recognise that? Because uh, Wayne's World do a spoof of it in the second one. If you build it, he's talking will... about um, Wayne's Fest. It's not that film. That's a spoof of this film. That quote is a spoof from this film. I don't know. Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner. Never seen it. No, never have I. One for the list. I'll end on a semi. Well, a fairly easy one. A semi? Where are you from? Roads, where we're going, we don't need roads. We're going, we don't need roads. Technically, it's we won't need roads. What does he say? It's, it's we won't. I said don't, but it's yeah. won't. Oh, is it say won't? I never knew that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Back to the Future 2. Back to the Future 1. Oh, you oh, suck! Oh my you god, suck, really? Suck it, yeah. Oh yeah, because at the end he's got he gets into the. Oh shit, I should have known that. Because at the end of the second one he gets in the train, doesn't he? No. Have you ever got a mastermind? This can be your category of movie quotes. Um, yes, or flags. Very good with flags as well. Really? Yeah, I'm very good at retaining useless information. Useless information. At least that when you get to a, a, a country that you'll know exactly where you are and be Based able to on... speak to people in movie quotes. Yeah, just not in their language. Yeah, it's like, here's looking at you, kid, and then they'll know what you're talking about. Yeah, right, this, this entitled English prick thinks we speak English. <laughs> in Guam. Me so horny, me love you long time. Is that what you said in Vietnam? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's the end of the game. How many points did you get? Oh, I got 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20. Um, no, it was a fun game. Yeah, so that's it for this week's episode. What we recommend is that you rate this episode because that really helps us out and that's something we need more of. In fact, rate the whole bloody podcast, but also rate the episode and that will really bump us up. Can you do that? Can you, can you individually rate You can rate individual episodes as well, yeah. Um, on top of that, as usual, follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I don't know what we're going to review next week. I feel like we should do a classic film. Yeah, we should do a classic film. And we should also put it out there that if anybody wants to come in and be a guest. Yeah. It worked really well last week with Alice. Alice, Alice was an absolute blast. And, um, and that was very, very fun. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, if you want to come in, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll craft especially another if, chair. Especially if you're famous, slash have a very big 
following on social media. We'd love to have you. <laughs> yeah, or if, you know, if you're attractive and, and like ginger people. Yeah. And yeah. That's why I am, I. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to come join us on, on the Moving Us podcast, we are happy to have you. So uh, let us know, get in touch, drop us a line. Until then, I think I shall say fare thee well. <laughs> You're going to tip your cap. I was trying to think of a movie quote that was like goodbye, but. Oh, I know. Hasta la vista, baby. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that works. That works. See you next time. Bye. Bye.